Greetings and welcome to Les Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is the award-winning Lee Lynch. Hello, Lee. Hey there, Anita. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Hey, thank you so much for being here. This is awesome. It's a special night. <laughs> for me too. Cool. Cool. So, um, so Lee, let's just jump right in and talk about what's happening in, in your writing world. Okay. You bet. All right. So, um, do you have any new releases or soon to be released work coming out? Yes. Can you I have, cool. Tell I have, us about it. <laughs> uh, I, I think the date is April for release from Bold Strokes books and it's um, um, it's called Accidental Desperados. Uh, it features the characters that appear in Rainbow Gap, which was the last of my published. No, I'm sorry, uh, the last <laughs> non-anthology that published. Oh. Okay. Um, and uh, it takes place in rural Central Florida, uh, and kind of takes a look at how things work uh, politically and otherwise in that sort of that, that milieu. Wow. That's great. Um, Rainbow gap. I love that one. Um, oh, so who, you. so will we be seeing the same characters? Um, uh, many, uh, the same main characters, uh, Jordan Vicker and uh, Barry Garland and, Kate, uh, Cully, Cud Cully Culpepper, uh, who's, um, et cetera. But there's a, a new, a new character introduced, a young runaway, uh, who ends up in their area, in the area of Rainbow Gap. And uh, what I'm, what I'm aiming for is, is kind of a generational saga. And in this book, Barry and Jordan are, you know, like 10 years older or whatever. And now a, a young thing comes in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like the next book, which I hope to write, um, there'll be a senior lesbian, an old lesbian. And, and so I'm just trying to portray what our generations are like, what lesbian generations are like. That's great. So kind of like a, a lifespan development of lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. A lesbian family saga. Wow. That's so cool. Great. And, and that's due out this coming eight or April of 2021. April 21. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. That's this. The second in the Rainbow Gap series, but it's a standalone book. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. It's it's really hard to to do that, <laughs> as I'm sure you realize. Yeah. To write a whole new book with characters who have evolved and and remember, you know, whose eyes are blue and 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 how they talk. And, yeah. And just make it all match up, make the dates work. and Yeah, that's that's a lot. It really is. It is. Yeah. Especially with an aging mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear you, Lee. <laughs> I am right there with you. Um, yeah, lots and lots of notes. and. Yep. Yeah. Cross-referencing and, uh, you know. The, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Totally. It's just it's a challenge. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. Well, I can't wait to to you know read that one. That is awesome, and that's called Accidental Desperado. That's correct. That is great. Uh, well, great. plural desperados. Desperados. Okay. Yes. Uh -huh. All right. Cool. Very cool. So, Lee, what number will that be for you of of books published? Yeah, I can never remember. So I just counted before before you called. Okay. With including the one that's coming out in April and including the anthologies, that would be, that's 20. 
Wow, that's a lot of books. Well, yeah, for mm-hmm. a general fiction writer, it's a lot of books. Do Do you have one that is like your favorite that is more near and dear to you than the others? I I really like that old Studebaker. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just like Andy Blaine, the main character. I, I you know, and I like uh, Beggar of Love a lot, and of yeah. course the Swashbuckler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That was your first book, wasn't it? No, no, that was my second book. My first book was Toothpick House. And, and you know, I poured everything I had into it, but I didn't know what I was doing. Wow. That's so cool. So that's the only reason it's not a favorite, just because the craft wasn't, wasn't, you know, that's taken a long time to learn the craft. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you get better as you go along, right? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they tell me. So, um, when did you begin writing? I began writing seriously in junior high school, and that was poetry. So, just like 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. A <laughs> long time ago. So, that I would have been about 14. 13, 14. Wow. And and how did you start? Like, what prompted that? Why did you start writing? Um, mostly because of the natural world. I just, you know, everything is so intense when you're an adolescent. Oh, yeah. And I was, you know, a very shy kid. I didn't have a lot of friends or I'd, I'd like go to the park and, and I just was amazed by nature and Oh, the beauty around us and uh, by the animals. And yeah, so I had to write it down. My mother was a big reader. My brother was very much into literature. Um, And I learned, you know, very early to be a big reader. Um, So by by that time, I knew... You know, that's what I was most comfortable with, was writing and reading. Yeah, that's that's nice um, when you have some older adults in your mm-hmm. life who, you know, mm-hmm. really kind of mm-hmm. mentor that for you and model that. Yeah, yeah, the modeling was, was very important. And, and, and then the praise, you know, I, the, the junior high school actually had a literary magazine and published my first poem and... And, you know, they all went bonkers. The teachers all went bonkers. And so that was that, you know. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really, they were really, uh, this is the New York City public school system, and I, I cannot praise it enough, in, at least in that era. So they were, like, really supportive of you and, and you know, yeah. your work and moving forward with it? Yeah. They sure were. Oh, that's so fantastic. Isn't it isn't it awesome just to have those good warm memories? Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, my high school honors English teacher, Jim Fetchheimer, um, contacted me many years later. I think it was after Toothpick House came out. He he uh, was in Edinburgh. And and went to they had uh, a very popular uh, gay bookstore there, and he he went. Of course, I never knew he was gay, um, but he 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 was, <laughs> and he oh. went there and, and he found Toothpick House and he, and he tracked me down and wrote to me, oh. and that was very very, um, uh, what's the word, supportive or whatever is yeah. I can't think of the word for me it was very gratifying yeah and that's that's really quite I guess it's it's like an honor to have you know yeah. someone that yeah. you looked up to you know come uh-huh. back and you know. yeah and he we kept in touch until he died so that was neat oh, very that's, neat that's so awesome good for you that's a really cool story I love that <laughs> I do too. Yeah. So, um, you 
co-edited the Butch Cookbook. Yes, I did. And, and where did this idea come from? Um, and do you like to cook? And if you do, do you make any of the recipes in that book? Let me answer the last stuff first. Okay. Um, no, I don't like to cook. Okay. So you don't like to cook. How did you cook? And I'm not, and I'm not good at it either. Um, Will Lainey testify to that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we cook, she does the cooking. Um, although I, you know, I can do pot roast, I can do bean soup, but you know, I come out of uh, uh, collectives and you know, back to the landers and vegetarianism, and uh, we have we have uh, different cooking backgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> Her mother taught her to cook, uh. um, but uh, no, I, I was with friends, uh, two friends, who who. Um, we just we, well, <clears throat> we have a butcher's night out, okay? Okay. And um, COVID has stopped that for the moment, but this was one of the first butcher's night out, and, and the three of us—I um, don't know—I think I cooked. Um, I think I did uh, uh, burritos, um, which are you know so simple, even I could heat up the stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if everyone would agree with you, but. Well, I didn't say they were good burritos. They were just <laughs> and, and then for dessert, I, I took the uh, tacos, uh, tortillas, 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 yeah. and, and put uh, butter and confectionery sugar on them for, for dessert, rolled them up. I don't know if that's actually a thing, but I did it. And, so we started talking about they they liked that. Uh, so we we started, you know, just laughing, saying we should do a butch cookbook, you know, just these simple things that we we can manage. Mm -hmm. um, and that's all we did was talk about it. One one of the friends died, and the other moved to Portland, and a, a number of years later, Sue Hardesty. Another co-author um, said, "We can't let this die. You know, I really want to do this." So uh, she and her partner Nell Ward um, and I happened to be in a place where they had rented me uh, a, a guest house on their property, um, and we spent a lot of time together, and most of it was doing. The Butch Cookbook. Nell was the fam, and she could cook, uh, so she would cook, and we would taste. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> and, and then we reached out and uh, got recipes from other butches, including you, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. My memory's not so good, but I'm pretty sure you were there. Um, and we just put it together that I, I was good at the outreach because I knew a lot, a lot of, you know, literary lesbians. And uh, that's because you get yeah. around, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not willingly, but I do. But, um, uh, so they basically took over the production of it and they had a little press and, and then put it out. Um, and everybody loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a great idea too, and and so much fun. And you know, it was it was uh, not featured, but a placement in a film whose name I forget. But you probably know about that. No, I didn't um, know about that. Tell me. Oh darn! I wish Sue was here. Um, it. I can text you later. Okay. Um, it's. Uh, Oh, it's it's about there's a, a a woman that comes out to her mom. Okay. And, huh. Um, oh, you so, know, I might. Know. Yes, I kind of. It's ringing a bell. Um, okay, and on on the 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 daughter's uh, kitchen counter is is the Bush cookbook. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it yeah. was a major 
a major film. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I kind of remember that. I'll have to look that up. Um, yeah. 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 So um, what is, what's your favorite genre to, to write? To write general yeah. fiction. General fiction? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Story. And how about yeah. to read? What do you like to read? Um, I should say literary literary fiction. Okay. Um, I think these days we need to draw a distinction between general fiction and literary fiction. Mm-hmm. And I'm I I aim for literary fiction, whether I always get there or not. I don't know. Um, um, I think read, you do. Thank you. I Thank really, you. I really think you do. You 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 hit Thank it you. right I, on the mark for sure. I, I I've been a, in a real slump. I'm just like. You know, I'm obsolete. I should just stop writing. No way. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's what I'm hearing, and that's all. And that's all helping. It really is. Oh yeah, you know, I think everybody goes through slumps, and you just, you know. I don't. I have never. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I it's a first, never. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I know it's. It's COVID, it's um, Trump, it's yeah. um, the fires this summer. Yeah. Uh, it's just been uh, overwhelming for everybody. Yeah. And um, it's hard to be creative and, and see a future. Yeah. Uh, where anything will be relevant. Yeah. When, when you think fascists are, you know, coming for you. Yeah. Basically. No, no I, I agree. It's just, it's, we're living in a time that I swear to God, I could have never foreseen, you know? Never, never, uh, never. Yeah. We and, were headed in a totally different direction. I, I, and, you know, I, actually, I, I did, I didn't foresee it. I, I've feared it all my life. Okay. And, and that's why I've always said, we've got to write books. They can't burn all our books. And and actually, Rachel Spangler on Facebook brought that brought that up again and said, "Yeah, I'm doing something. I'm writing lesbian books, and and that counts. And, and the other thing that counts is for readers to buy them, put them in their houses, keep them safe, um, because there may come a time when that's all we have." No, no, you're right. You're right. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's like dystopia, isn't it? It's like, well, dystopia. Yeah. 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 Um, but I am, you know, I am hopeful that things will change, um, because we are who we are. We're, you know, this is the United States. Um, yeah, we're survivors. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, I'm watching the uh, the TV show Turn. Have you ever Have you ever heard of that? No, I don't watch TV. Yeah, it's um, it's about the American Revolution. Okay. And and um, about the colonists, and and it's it's really good, and it really now is a good time to watch it because I feel like mm-hmm. you know we're kind of going through some of those similar things that the colonists went through. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only we have heat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not not wooden teeth either. Right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, good. I'm I'm glad. Yeah, I I think there's a lot in history that's not necessarily reassuring, but um, reminds us that these things are cyclical. Yeah. And you know, if we don't destroy the earth in the meantime, <laughs> we will go on. Yeah. No, you're right. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, I, I hope you don't give up writing because, you know, you really put out some good works. Um, and it's important. It's important stuff that you are writing. Um, and it's important for younger, younger LGBTQ plus people to, you know, read and understand. Um, and Mm -hmm. you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's our history. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes. Totally. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they're reading, you know, Audre Lorde and, um, you know, you, you, you just so, just so many 
uh, even Radcliffe Hall, uh, you know, to, to, to be aware of what has happened and can happen and that we have to keep working. Yes, absolutely we do. Yep, definitely. So, so don't give up. Don't stop. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Anita said, I, I'm going to tell my sister-in-law. Yes. My cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your cousin. <laughs> I was just talking to her daughter and said, hey, I was going to be, you know, talking with you today. And she got all excited. Yeah, they uh they just posted a picture of uh one of the the relatives. They I guess they found a, um an old grave. And oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna go back and see see how we all fit together. Uh, yeah. 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 Amazing that we're in laws. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> anyway. So um so who are some of your favorite authors? Well, you know, I'm glad you didn't ask who my favorite author is, because I don't have one. Yeah, that um, would be an unfair question. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, um, Radcliffe Hall, Jane Rule, Audre Lorde, Carson McCullers, uh, Anne Cleves. I, I, I read, right now, primarily I'm reading British police procedurals. I find them comforting. Oh, cool. Um, Robert B. Parker, Anne McMahon, of course, Charles Dickens, I'm reading on audio, and Thomas Hardy on audio. Oh, cool. I've been all through Willa Cather, and I like Anne Tyler, and, and then the poets, we always leave it at the poets, but I discovered this gay man named Chen Chen. He has... He's wonderful. He, the title of his first book is When I Grow Up, I Want to Be Something About uh, Future Considerations or something like that. Um, and he's funny, but he's he's so relevant. And Julia Howard's another one. And, oh, and Sandra DeHellen, who, who Lori Lake publishes under Launchpoint Press. She is excellent. She really is. Great. All right. There's so many. <laughs> I know. There really are. That is so do you, are you an avid reader and listener? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I read. Yeah. That's all. Okay. I read. <laughs> okay. And I, I have arthritis in my hands for the most part. I read on Kindle. Mm -hmm. But um we have a huge library of of books thanks to well but well, both Elaine and me. Oh, um, our, we don't have walls we have bookcases yeah yeah that's awesome that really is I love that I uh you probably do too. yeah I do although I uh I actually when we we moved I um I purged and I gave a lot of them to the LGBT center um, I've done that too yeah, yeah. And, then, and then and then Elaine came along and she brought <laughs> Same books I had given away. So yes. it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So, so Lee, um, you have an award named after you. Um, I do. Yes. Is that, is that amazing? <laughs> how, how does that feel? And, and how do you, like, do you remember your reaction when you learned, you know, like, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, it was at Golden Crown Literary Society. The Lammies were, had been presented, and um, the award was announced. And and I didn't. Mercedes Lewis, the poet, yeah, um, had come and sat next to me, which was really nice. You know, we're friends, and and um, she just kind of held on to me because <laughs> I was paralyzed. I was just oh. so shy oh. and I felt and still feel so undeserving and so, so very honored. And, and finally I realized, I said to Mercedes, do I have to go up there? That's <laughs> 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 the award. Yes. Go, go, go. <laughs> so, so, so you, yeah. 
So did you know that they were having this award named after no. you? So you didn't even know that. And then you go on to win the inaugural award. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was terrific. Wow. And that that was for Swashbuckler, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. It was. It, it was it, it was just uh, very important to me. I imagine it kind of felt kind of surreal. Um, as I said, I, 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 it felt undeserved. It felt, I felt like, you know, it should be like the Radcliffe Hall Award or the Jane Rule Award. Oh, um, you're so humble. No, they, they came first. They're, you know, there wouldn't be me without them. But um, I, I, to get recognition... You know, you, you don't make any money as a general fiction writer. No. Yeah. So, um, you don't sell a lot of books. I'm just so lucky that both strokes that Rad- Radcliffe um, believes in in my writing and and um, wants it out there. You know, wants to make sure it's published. Uh, yeah. Where was I going with that? Yeah. So the recognition is is like. You know, it's the only way that we get to to honor one another and to tell one another how important our work is to to ourselves personally and and you know historically and culturally. Yeah, uh, awards are 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 important. No, you're absolutely right. Um, and I think like the Golden Crown Literary Society conference is i mean that's probably one of the biggest award presentations mm-hmm. and and gathering of um lesbian authors right um people come from all around the world yes they do and and it's it's like a pioneering um organization um there's just nothing else like it um uh, i I'm, I'm very grateful for it um because nobody is going to recognize lesbian writers except lesbians. No, nobody's going to give us what we need to feed us and nurture us the way Golden Crown does. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and, and why would they, you know, um, like there are so many niches, right? Um, and and everyone seems to have their own award uh, presentation or show for for their little niche, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but I think we have Golden Crown, uh, the Lambda Literary Awards, um, mm-hmm. and Saints and Sinners. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot Saints and Sinners, the the and, and the Alice B. Readers Awards. Oh yeah, that was the first one I got, and that one blew me away too because it was totally unexpected. I didn't even know it existed, and to have someone honor my writing, you know, to have lesbians honor my writing, uh, was. Uh, uh, a, a, a shot of, you know, um, um, yeah, it's motivation. Like, yeah, it's like adrenaline to keep going, right? Yeah, I was going to say adrenaline, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my Alice B. Uh, award right now. It's, it's hang, hanging on, my, it's actually hanging off a, a Goldie. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That yeah, is awesome. A little, a little shelf. Very cool. So, um, how many Goldies have you won? Um, um, I'm trying to count. One, two, three. Well, it couldn't be six. Uh, several. We'll call that several. It could be six. Uh, okay, I'll get up and count. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oops, you still there? Yep. Okay, good. I had to unplug you. My my niece has had her first chemotherapy today, so. Oh, how's she doing? 
So far, so good. Um, yeah, Betsy's the daughter. Um, one, two, three. Yeah, that's GCLS. Four, five. I'm, I'm counting six. Huh. That's neat. Nice. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, Trailblazer, a couple of Ann Bannons. Um, um, you know, you know what they are, but um, I was gonna, uh, getting getting um, recognized as a, one of the saints and sinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very special and early. I think that was my second award, and then and then the James Duggan's Mid Career Award. That was another one that blew me away, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, uh, that came with actual money. <laughs> nice. That's a nice award. That's unusual. That is unusual. Uh, and he has since died, Jim Duggins. But uh, he, yeah, he, he did a good thing with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. Um. So what do you think makes a good story? What are the components of a good story? Okay. I wrote some notes about that because right. I had never thought about it. Let's see. Um, the story explores and grows out of the characters for me. Mm-hmm. Somebody else, it might be plot driven. Um, and and there's, has, there has to be kind of a universality of experience that will touch the readers. It's and, true. And, and I also, for me, a good story is absorbing to the point that it, it supersedes reality. Okay. <laughs> that I can I can live in this other reality for a while. Kind of get lost and, in it. Exactly, and and it's what really started me writing lesbian literature, because I wanted I want I, I was so grateful to read. For example, Jane Rule or Valerie Taylor, because they they I'd go into that world and I'd come out and and feel um, uh, what's the word um, um, acknowledged and you know I, I wasn't alone and yeah yeah and, you counted <laughs> yeah yeah and and for me in writing a story i i always like to give us happy endings yeah 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 who doesn't like a happy ending there isn't the, what's that i, I didn't understand your oh question. i said who doesn't like a happy ending oh who doesn't like yes yeah but i must say uh i believe um who is it uh What's her name? Ashley. Ash- Ashley Barrett? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she, she's she's cool. I love her, her cash books, right? And uh, I think the last one did not have such a happy ending, if I recall. Um, and then they don't all have to. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just it's something I like to do. Yeah, she's she's going to remedy that, she said. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that's great. Uh-huh. As long as she keeps writing. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you read her essays on uh, women and words? Yes. Yeah. I like them very much. And uh, Andy Marquette is another one. Another one, wonderful writer. She is. Um, she is. And brilliant, just brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. She really yeah. is, and and yeah. they're both such nice people too. You know. <laughs> nice lesbians. Yep. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. um that's interesting that you you say it has to be a universal experience, right? And um I think I think you kind of hit the nail on the head because when when you when you know, we write about something that's so far out there that it doesn't connect like you have to connect with your reader, right? And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I think about writers like, um, like Dan Brown, right? He has, he has a certain reader, right? He connects with, with a certain reader, um, Mm -hmm. because not everybody, what's that? He's a very good, 
storyteller. Oh, he is. Yeah. He yeah. Really, he really is. He he unfolds the story so just it's just woven so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. He's uh um but but he like everyone I guess you you have your audience and that's who you you write to, you know? Um mm-hmm. and then that's I guess cool. as as your readers start to know you, you almost have a brand, right? Um, I I don't um, I don't like to think of it that way. No. Well, so 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 much of uh, um, um, it's too too, too money driven. It's it's too. Um, I can understand that. Yeah. Brand brand equals marketing equals. Um, doing it for the money and you know I was a 60s kid and and more into what what I've heard called the gift economy or you know Mm -hmm. we do these things because somebody has to yeah because we believe in them because it makes the world better hopefully Mm -hmm. um and it it disturbs me when I mean, we all have to make a living. Mm-hmm. I, I never made a living by writing. I always had a full-time job. Yeah, I think most most writers do. Yes, most of them do. Um, and, and when I see somebody who writes for the money, it's like, no, that's that's not what it's about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, for some people, it is, and that's okay. You know, they may turn out really interesting or fun books. Yeah, but I, I I don't you know I don't think in terms of advertising and stuff and uh, you know I should more Radcliffe would probably like me to do more. <laughs> yeah, but I you know, I do what I can. But I but can. I know what you mean. Like when you when I think of um, so I'll throw out like the the Kellermans right, Faye and Jonathan Kellerman. They have a brand, and they have mm-hmm. they have a company. It's a conglomerate. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, so, you know, they're cranking out, you know, all these, you know, mysteries, uh, you know, several times a year. Um, and it's, uh, they have a formula and they stick to that formula and, um, yeah, and it is like, it's a business, um, versus what I'm hearing you say, it's, it's a craft and, and, a gift yeah. and this is what you you know you do and you give to your to your community yeah right exactly yeah um yeah the uh, the other trend and again this is away from lesbian literature but you know i love robert b parker he he, he was a brilliant writer um he really really knew what he was doing and and now they're farming out his characters to writers that are not of his caliber yeah Yeah. and and that's happening quite a bit Mm -hmm. um um i don't know (laughs) i'm not i'm not again you know there are readers who who will love that Mm mm-hmm I don't approve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and, and that happens, that happens a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. So you have so, been around, right? You've, you've been around the LGBT publishing field for a while. Um, and you've, yeah. you've seen changes, right? Yes. Right. Um, and, and how do you think that has like those changes have impacted the, the publishing world? The LGBT um, publishing world, anyway. Yeah. Well, I, you know, early on, there was more general fiction written with, with greater depth, I believe. Okay. It was much more than coming out stories. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I never tire of those. And, and sometimes it's, they're called romances now. Um and and now there is a lot more of the genre fiction. Uh, publishers learned that that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. Initially, what I remember is some of them, like Naiad, used romances and 
mysteries to support the slower selling uh, literary fiction. Okay. Um, um, there's a great there's there, and there's because there's a greater our audience for genre for entertainment. Mm -hmm. oh, um, sure. um, so that's really big. Um, um, yeah, I would say not even in like um, non LGBT right yeah. fiction yeah. romances the the highest selling genre. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and I you know as I said I read British police procedurals, mm -hmm. but but you know they're they're well written. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're not they're not just uh throwaway stories they're they're memorable the characters are are often well de well developed and and the language is often quite literate so is that fiction or non-fiction that's fiction fiction okay yeah yeah um um and and they also bring forth the 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 setting in in a way that makes it almost a, a travelogue uh, there just seems to be a lot more depths, a lot more layers mm -hmm. than than what the majority of lesbian literature is now. Yeah, there. I remember. Um, I totally remember Nyad Press, um, and um, you know, it it seemed like um, they had mysteries, um, and even their their romances weren't, they didn't seem to be like pure romance like we have today. At least that's how I remember mm -hmm. it. It, it could have been. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I definitely do not recall like sci-fi um, mm -hmm. or anything like that, um, you know, uh, back then. So I think, you know, we've, we've really uh, increased um, like our, uh, Number of genres, um, you know, there's so much more speculative fiction today than there was mm -hmm. back, you know, there were, I, mm -hmm. it's just. And that, that's brought in more readers and yeah. turned more readers onto uh, lesbian fiction. Yeah, it amazes me, good. Lee, when I hear, like, women say, oh, I didn't even know that this stuff existed. Yeah, yeah, that still happens so much. We have a new next door neighbor's. Uh, who are lesbians? They're wonderful, and you know they they were aware of lesbian literature, but uh, not in any you know committed way. We'll put it mm -hmm. uh, they, where where they go out and and look and look for lesbian books. Yeah, and I think that's probably true with ninety nine percent of lesbians. Yeah, I but, agree. I agree. <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends who really read. Uh, lesbian fiction, or even even really, were aware that it existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and, and I remember back in the day, you had to go to like there were very few bookstores that you could, you know, you know, that were even available to you to to purchase. Mm -hmm. And and we certainly didn't have the internet, so he, that that wasn't an option. Yeah. Um, yeah. and sometimes they were like, uh, you know, backdoor bookstores, you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. back alley bookstores that you had to go into. Um, <laughs> Are you talking about the pulp days? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I found, uh, the well of loneliness on a rack in a stationary store. Wow. <laughs> no other, uh, yeah, the dissemination of lesbian literature was not strong yeah unless I, unless it appealed to men yes right right exactly yeah so i was in an antique store uh this was before covid but um i saw all kinds of you know they were like the the true original dime store novels of yeah. lesbian fiction um oh. yeah they were. I, I had never seen anything like it. They were awesome. Wow! Did you get? Did you get to no, buy? No, no, I didn't. The 
I think we were kind of in the hur in a hurry. The case was locked. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. one was around. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah. I'll go back. The, you know, I'm sure they'll still be there. I, you know, I can't imagine well, that there is a big audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are collectors out there. Um, we we have uh, quite a few um, between Elaine and I, and you know we keep them in plastic yeah. behind closed door. Yes, because <laughs> they're treasures. Yeah. She she found a, she found us a um, first edition of the Well of Loneliness oh. and uh, some uh, Vita Sackville West. And, uh, I had to sell some of my books at one point, um, yeah. but I had a, a first edition uh, Virginia Woolf from Hogarth's Press. Wow. Their, their press. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. So, you know, it's really important that we keep that stuff. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, just. Don't let don't let anybody take it away from us again. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. And, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so if you could go back in time, Lee, and if you could yeah. tell your younger self something that you needed to know, what would it be? Um. It, yeah. Only thing I could think of was that it's okay to be not socially outgoing, not part of the the in crowd. It's okay to be an onlooker and an observer. It's okay to be excruciatingly shy um, and, and to be able to write better than, than one speaks mm-hmm. um, it, because it turned out that was my role. That was, that was what helped make me a writer. Yeah. But it was. I, I'm still very self-conscious about all that, um, and I, I, I would would reassure myself that with time I would develop a, a kind of a second personality to be able to cope with the public appearances and and. Uh, that that sort of activity that goes along these days with yeah. being a, a writer, yeah, because it was totally unexpected. I thought a writer was a writer, <laughs> and then <laughs> one one day Donna McBride from Niad Press said, "Oh no, you have to give readings." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine yeah. for a lot of writers that is a scary experience. Oh, terrifying. I, I had a breakdown. I immediately had a breakdown Aww. during those first uh, those first years when I was trying to, <clears throat> you know, be what I was supposed to be yeah. besides a writer. Um, yeah, I got very sick. <laughs> but oh, so but out, of, out of it came uh, some kind of, it's like putting on a costume, yeah. though I don't do it purposely but you know i walk into gcls and i'm a different person i'm pretty much outgoing and it's so exhausting now oh i bet i bet yeah 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 Yeah. i go hide in my room a lot yeah yeah just to kind of re-energize and you know yeah so it's, it's basically it, i would tell my younger self it's okay to be who i am yeah you know, and if they don't like it, yep. <laughs> if, they, if they can't take a joke, fuck them. Yep, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. can totally understand that. You yeah, know, so me, it's funny. Years of being scared. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and I, I think a lot of us, you know, um, spent a lot of years kind of, you know, hiding, right? Uh, yeah. You know, and, and I think that's, uh, you know, kind of goes. Yeah, well, that, with that 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 on top of the hiding that went with being in a closet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the combination is is sometimes terminal. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I understand that. 
So we can't do that anymore. Nope. We need to be out there and our voices need to be uh, broadcast in whatever manner. Yeah. Whether in writing or acting or. Yes. Nope. You, you, you got it. Um, and we do. And I think, you know, the, the great thing is that generation after generation, you know, things change and, and, um, I would say, you know, this up and coming generation don't even think twice about it, you know? Um, I know, I know. And that's, that's wonderful. And it's scary. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I hope, I, I just hope they're aware of the risks that still very much exists yeah. because yeah. It, with the uh, Republicans and the evangelicals, very quickly now taking over the government. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it'll be, it'll be really hard to undo. Um, it, it, you know, we're headed, we're headed for a dangerous time. But, uh, but the Pope Again. came out with some good news, right? Yeah. But who listens to the Pope? Unless, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the whole world listens, but it's wonderful that he did that. Yeah. And, and that he is uh, as, as gracious and, 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 um, insightful as he is and brave, very brave. Yeah. I'm sure. Those cardinals that were upset with oh, him. Yeah. I can imagine, but you yeah. know, he's, he's yeah. a Jesuit. So that's, uh, so. that's how they roll. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Well, you know, we need a lot more people doing what he did. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So, Lee, we will be looking for accidental desperados coming out in April. Yep. Um, Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah, thank you for you being like with us. Yeah, me too. I'm sure I will. I know I will. I love all your work, Lee. Oh, thanks, Anita. And I really, very much appreciate your this project that you have and, and um, giving us um, um, exposure. Yeah, absolutely. As well as as well as asking good questions and being very personal. Yeah, we we need to be out there. You know. Yeah. So, well, thank you again. Um, you know, that's all the time we have for today. That's right. Okay. And uh, thank you very yeah. much. And yes. Say hi to your sweetie. Oh, I absolutely will. And you do the same. <laughs> Tell Elaine okay. hello. Um, I will. Yep. And thanks for joining, Liz. Talk about books, baby. And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe out there, folks. <laughs>